Welcome to the Malvern Economist weekly podcast. Today we'll be discussing the coronavirus in China. So this week's release of the Malvern Economist started to cover uh, picturing the virus strain crashing into the earth, uh, representing a meteoric crash. Uh, this is supposed to indicate uh, mass, uh, mass apocalypse and uh, representing like the end of humanity. Uh, Eric, what do you think about it? Well, there's some truth to that. I think it is, you know, a bit excessive, um, but that is similar to the way the media has portrayed it. Um, back in uh, 2003 with the SARS outbreak, outbreak uh, China's share of the global economy was around 5%, and today it's around 12.5%. So it, it is having a big effect on the world economy. Uh, similar thing with imports, especially tourism spending. It's up to um, roughly 18%. Uh, back in 2003, it was 3% of the world's uh, tourism spending. So that's going to have a big effect. Also, with um, uh, with such a widespread virus, we're seeing um, that many Chinese uh, factories are closing. About two-thirds have closed. So um, if you think about it, uh, if you think about our short-run aggregate supply curve, um, it's going to increase inflation and decrease growth. The Chinese uh, growth was forecasted around six six point nine percent, and they currently have about three point nine percent unemployment. We can expect increased unemployment and lower growth. About four point five is where estimates are for this quarter. And Eric, they have a fancy word for that, and it's called stagflation. Yeah, stagflation, similar to what happened in the U.S. back in the nineteen seventies. Um, we're seeing a decrease in short and regular supply, and also. Um, with uh, that decrease uh, and increased inflation, we're going to see a decrease in investment demand. So um, that's going to further reduce GDP. And now we're going to consult our medical expert, Alex Zavoni, to fill us in on some facts. So our data has shown that we've had a 26% increase in the case globally since last Thursday, and so far 1,700 have been infected with 1,875 have perished. The first death was outside of China so far has been the Philippines, and it may be able to spread from people who are infected but have not displayed the symptoms yet. And it cannot be transferred through packages, especially it can die a few hours outside the body, and it spreads through contact transmission, and its vaccine is currently developed, being developed in China. All right, uh, thank you very much, Alex, for spending some time with us. So that sounds all dangerous and everything, but that's very... That's a lot smaller numbers than the common flu. But uh, the government in China has been working hard to try and prevent uh, further uh, spread of the virus. And um, in America, uh, it's been the first time in uh, 50 years that the CDC has actually issued a quarantine order, which is sounds pretty serious. Uh, Trump has halted most flights to China and uh, has announced a uh, quarantine uh, uh, that will last four, um, 14 days for all incoming people that have been in China. Um, but there have been exceptions made for certain residents. Uh, though Apple, a uh, big tech company in the big tech world of China, has actually closed all its stores for the safety of its employees, which is a huge hit to its current economy. And all of Chinese shares have dropped an average of 9% over the last nine months. And just shows that it's crippling the economy. Although me and Eric can both agree on something is that 
it's an overreaction, we believe. We just think the media is scaring the people, so they get more screen time. People are watching, keeping up with the news. They're visiting their websites. They're getting those clicks, and it's just a roundabout way of making money off of something, and it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'd agree. The government action does seem a bit excessive to me. Uh, the quarantine seems unprecedented, but it's it's not nearly as serious as um, the flu va- flu epidemics that we've seen before. For instance, um, I mean, if we want to think about it, back in uh, 18, uh, four, 1914, there was the flu mm-hmm. epidemic killed almost 100 million people. So this is a totally different scale. It's just not that bad. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. We'll conclude there. Um, stay tuned for next week's Melbourne Economist. Welcome to the Malvern Economist Weekly Podcast. Today we'll be discussing the coronavirus in China. So this week's release of the Malvern Economist started a cover uh, picturing the virus strain crashing into the earth, uh, representing a meteoric crash. Uh, this is supposed to indicate uh, mass, uh, mass apocalypse and uh, representing like the end of humanity. Uh, Eric, what do you think about it? Well, there's some truth to that. I think it is, you know, a bit excessive, um, but that is similar to the way the media has portrayed it. Um, Back in uh, 2003 with the SARS outbreak, uh, China's share of the global economy was around 5%, and today it's around 12.5%. So it it is having a big effect on the world economy. Uh, Similar thing with imports, especially tourism spending. It's up to um, roughly 18%. Back in 2003, it was 3% of the world's uh, tourism spending. So that's going to have a big effect. Also, with with such a widespread virus, we're seeing um, that many Chinese uh, factories are closing. About two-thirds have closed. So um, if you think about it, uh, if you think about our short-run aggregate supply curve, um, it's going to increase inflation and decrease growth. The uh, Chinese uh, growth was forecasted around six six point nine percent, and they currently have about three point nine percent unemployment. We can expect increased unemployment and lower growth. About four point five is where estimates are for this quarter. And Eric, they have a fancy word for that, and it's called stagflation. Yeah, stagflation, similar to what happened in the U.S. back in the nineteen seventies. Um, we're seeing a decrease in short and regular supply, and also. Um, with uh, that decrease uh, and increased inflation, we're going to see a decrease in investment demand. So um, that's going to further reduce GDP. And now we're going to consult our medical expert, Alex Zavolny, to fill us in on some facts. So our data has shown that we've had a 26% increase in the case globally since last Thursday, and so far 1,700 have been infected with 1,875 have perished. The first death was outside of China so far has been the Philippines, and it may be able to spread from people who are infected but have not displayed the symptoms yet. And it cannot be transferred through packages, especially it can die a few hours outside the body, and it spreads through contact transmission, and its vaccine is currently developed, being developed in China. All right, uh, thank you very much, Alex, for spending some time with us. So that sounds all dangerous and everything, but that's very... That's a lot smaller numbers than the common flu. But uh, the government in China has been working hard to try and prevent uh, further uh, spread of the virus. And um, in America, uh, it's been the first time in uh, 
50 years that the CDC has actually issued a quarantine order, which is sounds pretty serious. Uh, Trump has halted most flights to China and uh, has announced a uh, quarantine uh, uh, that will last four, um, 14 days for all incoming people that have been in China. Um, but there have been exceptions made for certain residents. Uh, though Apple, a uh, big tech company in the big tech world of China, has actually closed all its stores for the safety of its employees, which is a huge hit to its current economy. And all of Chinese shares have dropped an average of 9% over the last nine months, and just shows that it's crippling the economy. Although me and Eric can both agree on something is that it's an overreaction, we believe. We just think the media is scaring the people so they get more screen time. People are watching, keeping up with the news. They're visiting their websites. They're getting those clicks. And it's just a roundabout way of making money off of something, and it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'd agree. The government action does seem a bit excessive to me. Uh, the quarantine seems unprecedented, but uh, – it's it's not nearly as serious as um, the flu vac- flu epidemics that we've seen before. For instance, um, I mean, if we want to think about it, back in uh, 18, uh, four, 1914, there was the flu epidemic killed almost 100 million people. So this is a totally different scale. It's just not that bad. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. We'll conclude there. Um, stay tuned for next week's Melbourne Economist.